Today, we are with Elia Vitturini, an Italian socio-anthropologist who recently participated to the Mictures project, a long-term research initiative led by the University of Birmingham in collaboration with the IOM to better understand the links between migration and development in Senegal, Guinea and the Gambia. Uh, I am Elia Vitturini, I am a postdoctoral researcher in uh, the Mike Choice project and I was part of the team that conducted research in the Gambia. I am based at the University of Milan Bicocca in Italy and I am a social anthropologist. Uh, social stratification was actually the main focus of my previous experiences but migration is a topic which has always intersected the themes and the context of my research. Now, we would like to know more about what the Choice project is and what makes its approach unique. Choice project is a research project that started in uh, June uh, uh, 2019 and has seen the participation of numerous researchers from African and European University. The different teams worked in three countries, the Gambia, Senegal and the Republic of Guinea, and used uh, mixed methodologies. The project analyzed the migration decision-making processes as grounded in the local context, in particular uh, in relation to the history of development interventions. Uh, Gambia team, together with another social anthropologist, Alice Bella Gamba, and uh, Ibrahima Sise, who is a political scientist. Elia, could you tell us more about the different locations you visited during your research and the actors you interviewed? Yes, our team has conduct conducted fieldwork research in five localities in the Gambia. The first is the urban settlement of Bacau, a large town located in Canefing municipality and the first area of the country where tourism facilities were built in the 1960s. The second is the large village of Gunjur in West Coast region. Gunjur is an agricultural and fishing community not far from the coastal urban areas in the Gambia. Uh, Gunjur was recently interested by remarkable real estate investments and also by the implanting of a Chinese industrial complex producing fish meal. The third field site is Mansajang, a village at the outskirts of the town of Basse in Upper River region. Uh, the presence of a Catholic mission and secondary education institutions triggered the creation of uh, an educated elite that has occupied important national political positions in the country, especially until the early 2000s. And Sajan community is also historically related to agriculture and cattle rearing. The, the fourth field site is Chakali Pachar area, which is a cluster of villages located in Central River region. Then the last field site is Kerewan, an agricultural community in North Bank region that hosted women target, targeting development projects, which contributed to the expansion of horticulture in the village. And Kerewan has also a very long uh, history of regional and transnational migration.
Before diving more into the research findings, we would like to know more about an important migration dynamic in the Gambia named the Bakwe. The Bakwe is a, a common expression used in the Gambia to identify migration trajectories to Europe without a regular visa. It is an expression that became widely used, especially after the early 2000s, and referred to the land and sea travels towards southwestern Europe, mostly through the Canary Islands. After 2011, it was applied to the route that passed through Libya, the human trafficking and smuggling hub, where a huge number of migration trajectories from sub-Saharan Africa converged. In addition to migration towards Europe, what are the important mobility patterns and migration dynamics in the country? Transnational migration is a very old phenomenon in the Gambia, which assumed different configurations. For example, in the 1950s, Gambians from different regions started to go to migrate to Sierra Leone to work in the diamond fields. And this flow continued well into the 1970s. Migration in the Gambia, uh, like I said, uh, had different configurations and, and different forms. Interlocutors, uh, such as youth activists and returnees, also underlined the massive losses caused by the backway migration and by the functioning of the human trafficking and smuggling system based in Libya. A very important point that uh, we have uh, outlined during our research is that uh, returnees and also potential migrants do not use the lexicon of choice to describe their past or expected trajectories of geographical mobility. They interpret the decision to migrate in relation to micro or macro factors that restrain the possibility of a decent life for the individual and his or her own social network, the household and the local community. Of course, people make their own evaluations and take decisions, but these two processes are not explained in terms of choices. The role of the situation is emphasized much more than individual ambitions or desires. As examples of what we may call micro factors, the interlocutors called into question the impact of family crisis, like the sudden death of parents or family heads, like a father. 
Now that we have a better understanding of the overall migration context, could you explain which macro factors behind migration have the interlocutors indicated? One example we documented is land dispossession. The mushrooming of villas and compounds in the areas along the coast, in proximity of the coastal urban areas, is an extremely visible development result of the investments made in the country by Gambians abroad. And this has created a real estate market that influences, deeply affects the life of originally agriculture, agricultural and fishing-based communities like Kunjur in West Coast region. Then another macro element which affects mobility decisions is the crisis of agriculture. An elder from the village of Kerewan underlined both the long-term negative macroeconomic effects of the leakage of granuts, the main cash crop in Gambia, into Senegal's market, and also the strict connection between the inefficiency of granite commercialization in the Gambia and young people's mobility. Vulnerability is the common ground in the accounts we collected. The interviewees represented their current situation, like I said, as a set of micro and macro factors that define individual and structural configurations of vulnerability. Their words describe the response to vulnerability as the assumption of a risk. And risk taking is a social act because it is associated with specific social and gender roles. people's representation around youth intervention aiming at promoting employment or economic opportunities? We had documented, uh, you know, some critical remarks against youth targeting uh, projects uh, in general. The, in particular, uh, young people were not um, did not show to entirely trust functioning of these youth schemes. They thought that I'm referring to the, the youth schemes mostly organized, uh, you know, that basically provide uh, business starting grants to young people. Mm-hmm. Several, several interlocutors believe that the successful rate uh, was very low, was too low, and also field, uh, felt discouraged uh, even by the difficulty of uh, going through the application process, even filling uh, the forms. At the same time, we, we also collected you know, more, more optimistic remarks uh, during the last few months, even among some young men who 
actually worked uh, under these youth schemes. Uh, it seems that during 2020, uh, young people, uh, young Gambians uh, were much more involved in these youth schemes. Their popularity increased in the country. But in general, what, what I can say is that, and, and here I am both relying on comments from both uh, people who worked under these youth schemes, the local level, not the, uh, the man, management officers of, the, of these youth schemes, but the people working in the local branches, and also potential beneficiaries. Uh, I'm relying on both interlocutors. What they both uh, said is that it was extremely difficult for them to recognize uh, these this kind of interventions as part or as potentially uh, part uh, of their local socioeconomic context. This, you know, is related to to specific features of, of the five communities. For example, in Kerewan, you know, business uh, is not very popular among local residents. It's not considered a viable economic opportunity. And therefore, a lot of interlocutors did not believe that, you know, business, business starting grants or where you know, could could have an impact on or could be perceived as an alternative to both internal migration to the coastal urban areas or to the uh, backway migration. Thanks to Ilia, we now have a better understanding of the specificities of migration dynamics in the Gambia. And more importantly, we learn about the micro and macro factors behind those patterns. This podcast is part of the research series and is available on yena.org www.yenna.org The research series is funded by the UK government through the Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office.